Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your divine love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Among the many rather esoteric subjects that I had to study as it came to the end of my seminary training was one that was called pneumatology, or the study of the Holy Spirit. It was taught by an Australian priest who, over the course of 13 weeks, inspired a confusion in me that I'm still trying to get over. The idea of the Holy Spirit, which I must admit had always eluded me, was even hazier by the end of the course than it was at the beginning. I think the reason was probably because my teacher treated the Holy Spirit like a rare specimen to be studied, rather than revealing the Spirit of God as the dynamic force that we actually experience in our daily lives. Our Hebrew ancestors first experienced the Spirit in creation itself as the breath of God. It's that Spirit hovering over chaos in the beginning that brings order to the pandemonium. So long before the Spirit broke into the upper room where the disciples had been hiding, it first had moved over the primeval waters, bringing life wherever it went. When you send forth your spirit, the psalmist says, they are created, acknowledging that it is God's divine breath that sustains us and our universe in existence at all. We still get some sense of awe at the Spirit's majesty when we stand before the grandeur of a mountain range or feel the sea lift the deck of our boat as we roll over the waves or simply by pulling back rotting leaves from our spring garden and seeing new life there. That, that sense of reverence that we feel when we come face to face with that breathtaking reality of our utter createdness is the Holy Spirit. It, it, it is the Holy Spirit at work in us and all around us. That breath that gives life to everything can also become a mighty wind at times, blowing out the cobwebs and renewing all of those places where it blows. Jesus' disciples harnessed the power of that mighty wind on the first Pentecost day, and they brought new life to their own ancient traditions, transforming our world as they went from Jerusalem to eventually the four corners of the globe. And that wind has continued to blow throughout all of history, renewing us, especially at those times and in those places where things seem to be most desperate, days not unlike ours. When Rome was falling 1,300 years ago, the Spirit sent St. Augustine of Hippo to make sense of the chaos and show us what a more perfect society could look like. When humanity became consumed with greed and the struggle for riches, the Holy Spirit inspired Francis of Assisi to get us back to basics. When the church became corrupt and wandered far from her mission, the Holy Spirit sent Martin Luther and the other reformers to show us a better way. When Christians deluded themselves into thinking that slavery was justifiable, the Holy Spirit moved William Wilberforce and Hannah Moore to show us the truth. 
even in the darkest days of the Second World War, when the winds of violence all but destroyed us, the Spirit sent people like Dietrich Bonhoeffer and Edith Stein, who were murdered before they saw their dream of peace actually realized, but whose words embolden others to keep on fighting for it. In more recent years, the Spirit energized Nelson Mandela and Malala Yousafzai to stand firm against injustice and work for equality, something that we all know is possible, but something that we are all still waiting for. The point is, these were ordinary people like us. And just as the Spirit used them for the renewal of their world, so the Spirit is using us today, perhaps without our even noticing it. We may not be sent to reform the church or challenge some great injustice in society, but that doesn't mean that we aren't instruments of the Holy Spirit anyway. In fact, I would argue that we ordinary folk are actually the front line in the Spirit's campaign to recreate this sad old world in God's image. Now more than ever, as so many of our elected officials seem bent on debasing that image, The encouraging word that we speak, the ability to discern truth from lies, especially the lies that we tell ourselves, the selfless acts of kindness we perform, these all proceed from the Spirit's inspiration. When we take time to see someone else's point of view, when we work for harmony rather than sowing discord, when we ask for forgiveness or forgive a friend, when we feed the hungry, comfort those who mourn, wipe away a tear, just generally think of someone else other than ourselves. All of these are evidence that the Spirit is indeed alive and well and inspiring us every single day of our lives, even in these confusing times, especially in these confusing times. So in the end, our explanations of what the Holy Spirit is will probably always fall short, but our experiences of it, one awe-inspiring thunderstorm, one healed relationship, one change of heart at a time will always be real. What Pentecost and the Pentecost season does is help us to focus on and be aware of the spirit in whom we live and move and have our being every single day. At the end of this evening's service, the paschal candle beside me, which has been burning for the last 50 days, will be extinguished and it will be moved, marking the end of Easter and the beginning of the season after Pentecost, which is also known as ordinary time. Sadly, it sounds rather dull, Doesn't it? Ordinary time. Rather prosaic. But this is really the Spirit's time. This is the time when each of us, by the grace of God and by the Spirit's inspiration, will be called upon to do ordinary things, but to do them extraordinarily well. These long weeks of green that now stretch before us all the way to Advent are an invitation to work with the Spirit to let the Spirit breathe through us, to renew us, to inspire us, and to change us for the better, both as individuals 
and as a Christian community because change is the one constant in life. And as the great John Henry Cardinal Newman reminds us, to live is to change and to become perfect is to have changed often. So come, Holy Spirit, come to create, renew, and inspire. Come, kindle in our hearts your fire. Amen.